Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry for over 17 years and have seen just about everything. (laughs) And as damaged as we are, we're ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. Hey, a shout out to A-Lob. For the wake-up music. Stop it, Chris. Matt's giving up. Guys, no, I'm not giving up, but this intro is so funny because you guys don't know this, but Chris got like no sleep last night, and so he is is tired, and I am trying to pump him up to get his energy going, and he noticed it immediately, and he started laughing, and so that just kind of messed up the whole intro, but um, we're going to keep the energy up throughout the whole thing, all right, Chris? I'm on the struggle bus, but I am on the bus, so let's <laughs> rock right. and roll. Yes. So today's topic is, uh, we're going to spend most of the time talking about avoiding the millstone. If you guys have been fans of the podcast and listened to the podcast, this is a segment that we've done periodically um, throughout our throughout the time. And the whole idea is piggybacking twice. on... Twice. Yeah, periodically. Twice. I feel, but, I feel like but, it's been more than twice, but maybe it's But just we're twice. new enough. Yeah. That's right. Um, so the, the whole idea is... You know, that scripture that says, if one of you leads one of these little ones astray, it's be better for a millstone to be tied around their neck and they be thrown into the sea. And it's like, whoa, like that's pretty heavy and that's pretty harsh. And that's one of the things that's, you know, kind of I had been in the back of my mind, you know, throughout all of my ministry career is that that burden of of making sure not to lead someone astray. And so I wanted to start off with this because it's it's kind of funny the the way that God has been using this podcast is, I don't know, he's been using it in a myriad of ways in multiple people's lives. But in my life, one of the ways he uses it is, you making going to make fun of multiple because I said that wrong? No, it's just been <laughs> prophetic. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, It's crazy how we'll, we'll do a podcast topic and then two, three days after we record, even before it goes live, all of a sudden God holds us to this uh, radical accountability to what we just said. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so speaking of the episode where we spoke about being prophetic and and that burden of the leader to not shy away from calling someone out when they're sinning or when they're doing sinful actions, it is our job as a leader to to be prophetic and to speak into that. And we were given a chance to do exactly that literally four days after that episode aired. And it was it was one of those moments where I was like, crap, what do I do? And Chris, you were like, Dude, you have to be prophetic. <laughs> you have to. You have to respond to this. Yes, it was difficult. It, 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 yeah, it was a higher calling than just like, oh, it's easy to be prophetic because God is on your side. It's like, no, this could. There, it, this is going to come at great cost. Absolutely. But this is where this is where God is calling you to be right now. Yeah, um, and it was scary. And that's one of the things that the situation itself called for that. But then also because I said a few days before, be prophetic. I had to follow my own advice. And so those of us who are ministry leaders, when we stand up and preach, when we stand up and give a teaching, we may be called to exhibit or example or live through a situation that calls us to respond in the same way that we just taught everyone else to respond. And, we and that, requires, to, that requires a courage that requires a dependence on the Holy Spirit, right? That's yeah. one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So what happens, this is my question, and this I think ties into the, the millstone, what happens if we feel that prompting towards the courage or prompting towards speaking in a prophetic voice, 
or just addressing an issue or, or sharing the gospel in a, in a way that's uncomfortable. And we shy away from it because we're scared or we feel inadequate or for whatever reason we shy away from it. Is, is that a way that we all of a sudden get handed the millstone? It's not leading someone astray, but it's not leading someone the way that we're called to um, or prompted to in that moment. I, I mean, I think there's a chance for that. You know, there's always redemption. We know that. I mean, we've got a God who is merciful and forgives everything. Um, even the the sins of omission, you know, when we choose not to do something that we should do. Um, mm-hmm. But this is where counsel and having people to talk to whose opinions and ideas you respect are, are paramount because you have to be able to take things like this. So uh, like throughout this whole situation, I had doubts. I was like, maybe I shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't, you know. And, and, and so I spoke to like three or four people who, who I respect in, and whose opinions I respect and I, people I admire. And they said, no, Matt, you have to. Every single one of them said, no, Matt, you have to. And so having that counsel helped me avoid the millstone. You know, mm-hmm. So that's one way to avoid the millstone. Not only follow your own advice, but also make sure you have people around you who can hold you to task and, and keep you from you know, strapping that millstone around your neck. You know? Yeah, and, and listener, just to let you know, uh, this situation is not yet fully resolved, far from yeah. it. So yeah. please, we ask for your prayers for this situation because it's, it's, it wasn't just heavy. It still is heavy. Yes, absolutely. Not as heavy as the millstone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, so that, that brings us to like another aspect of avoiding the millstone. And, and it all kind of ties together is this burden of the eternal, you know, burden of eternal consequences. So medical doctors, they have this stressful job of being guardians of life, right? Their decisions mean life or death. Ministry leaders, you know, we have the crazy responsibility of dealing with the immortal soul. And so our decisions, our leadership have the potential of affecting eternity. And so that's mm-hmm. where, like, avoiding the millstone, that's why this is such a big deal. That's why he used such strong language is because the burden of eternal consequences is, is great. You know, that burden is, is heavy. Grave. I mean, I would use the, it's grave. It's yeah. a serious, serious matter. And at the same time, it's exciting and energizing, right? Like, think yeah. about it. Like, you could end up um, bringing a soul to Christ or bringing a person to Christ who then therefore goes and gets married, has children, and his grandchildren's grandchildren know the Lord because of the seed of faith that got planted, and God used you to help plant that seed, and now you've helped create a legacy of faith. Again, yes, it relies mostly on, on the Holy Spirit and the person saying yes, but we got to be an instrument in a legacy of faith. And uh, I just can't... I, I I, this is going to sound horrible because I do not like that song, but I can only imagine what heaven is going to be like when all of a sudden, because there's this whole, this whole idea of like the time space continuum or whatever, like time is different in heaven and all of a sudden you land up in heaven and then all of a sudden pop, 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 all these people just start showing up and they're like, yeah, my great granddad. Yeah. My great, great granddad. That's why I'm here because you. You shared that. You shared Jesus with him, and you're just like, wow. So, yeah. I, I mean, there is the millstone, but we also have to know that there is also a great reward in heaven. So fear yeah. shouldn't be our motivation, but yeah, there yeah, should yeah. be a there should be a gravity, something heavy to the reality that what we're what we're handling isn't just the the message of the gospel, but very likely the salvation of a soul. Yeah. So that burden, you know, is 
is beautiful because of the potential great consequences. It's also a little terrifying, you know, and, and you, you want to avoid the millstone because, because it is eternal. And so that burden requires us as ministry leaders to do exactly what you guys are doing right now in this podcast to increase our capacity or raise the cap of our leadership you know, become better and better leaders so that we can make better and better decisions because it, it, it's a big deal. We have to be good leaders in, in order to, I don't know, respect that burden of eternal consequences. If we, if we are fine and we are happy with the level of our leadership right now, then maybe we shouldn't be a leader. Yeah. And I would say not just better, but bolder. Yes. I think that there needs to be an increased boldness. The whole millstone, the whole idea that people... <laughs> The, the reality that hell exists creates an urgency in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the millstone actually isn't just for those who lead the little one astray in the actions that they do, but also in the actions that they fail to do. Mm. And that's where it becomes very um, challenging because if God calls us to be a prophetic voice and we remain silent, the millstone might be waiting for us because of that. Yeah. Um, so in, in, in all this, because everyone's listening, being like, oh, this is such a heavy topic. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's the good news um, and where I would ask for your continued prayers for the, the leaders in our church, especially uh, your pastor. The chief catechist of your parish is your pastor, which means that if you get a millstone, he has already received a millstone. And that's a terrifying reality. Because he has, through his pastoral authority, delegated to you as a ministry leader in some capacity, which means that he is first and foremost the one that's in line. So he gets fitted for his millstone before you get fitted for yours. And uh, and so we need to pray for our priests. Wow. So <laughs> you just made this the topic heavier, Chris. <laughs> just... Well, I mean, it's a little bit lighter on us. You, that who are, that you know, really like, reeling at how heavy this topic is. Let's make it heavier. There's one person in line before you get your millstone, and that's nice not to be in the front of the line. Isn't that nice? I don't know. Maybe. I guess, so, yeah, I've, I've, I'm a little dark right now. I apologize. <laughs> so as, as we've been thinking about this and talking about this, um, I, uh, I've been wrestling with the whole idea because I think the, this isn't just a pastor's burden or this isn't just a ministry leader's burden. You know, by our baptism, this burden of eternal consequences is placed on all of us. Now, it's greater to an extent for those who have, who have taken the leadership role, who have God has called to a leadership role. And maybe that's the, the difference there. But every single one of us, every, every baptized Christian has this burden of eternal consequences. And we need to make sure that we're not just pointing to the leaders. You're the one that needs to do something. Every one of us needs to do something. And that burden is on every one of us. Every baptized person is a ministry leader. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was uh, thinking about this and thinking about when I was young, um, before I went into ministry, before God called me into ministry, I was slated to start as a, you know, wine distributor. I was going to start, but like the day that I decided not to go into youth ministry was the day that I was supposed to start at Republic Beverage, which at the time, and I don't know if they still are, was one of the largest liquor distributors in Texas. And I was going to be a wine rep, you know, going around to different stores, making sure the wine goes wherever. And for most college guys or recent grads, they're like, wow, sweet, free booze, you know? And right. that was one of those things that was like, no. And so this is where I, what I'm getting at here is there is absolute 
absolutely there is dignity in work. But for me, I was called to something to carry the burden of eternal consequences in a different way rather than working a, 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 I want to say a normal job and then also, you know, volunteering and doing ministry on the side. I was called to carry a greater burden and go into ministry leadership as a full-time calling or small V vocation. Well, you know, I, I, and I want to push back just a little bit because you mentioned, um, you know, a normal job and then doing ministry or volunteering on the side. God actually calls us if you're out there and you have a normal job, you're called to be a ministry leader through your normal job. Yeah, you know, I, absolutely. I can, I can see I can see situations in every walk of life where someone's like, OK, this is how I'm going to share the gospel as a lawyer, a wine rep, a doctor, uh, you know, someone who does data entry, whatever it is, there's opportunities to make God's love known. And there's a, uh, a calling. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew's Gospel. The end of Matthew's Gospel, the Great Commission, yep. signed us all up for the millstone if we don't <laughs> respond. Yeah. yeah. And so that that burden for ministry leaders is is directly visible in a way by the ministry that we do that burden for the wine rep that burden for the plumber um, the electrician is is a little different but it is absolutely still there like you said you know in their job sharing the gospel with those that they work with with the people they interact with because you know there was i forget what i got called in for a theology on tap one time with the diocese of austin and one of the things i was talking to them about was the priest the youth minister, the RCIA coordinator, they aren't going to be able to reach into the same population that you are going to be able to reach into as the wine rep. That that person that you interact with to, I mean, let's say the, I don't know, the convenience store worker that's there where you, where when you're stocking shelves, that person right there may never interact with another Catholic. You know, and so that's the burden of the eternal consequences is on that worker at that time to create an avenue to share the gospel with everyone they interact with. It, yeah. And, and the flip side of it is, is being a ministry leader puts us in a more visible role, which is why this, the scandal that's going on in the church right now is so profound. Yep. The abuse that takes place from someone who's been entrusted with something so sacred to do something so sacred and yes, everyone else in the church is called to do that, but to have to do it more formally and more visibly, and then to violate that creates that that era of scandal, mm-hmm. and that leads that leads so many children astray. And yeah. I am a child of God that was led astray by that, or that was that was torn and, and hurt by that reality. And so, as ministry leaders, we are and and. That's where the word boldness really comes back into it, because I think that we can go ahead and pat ourselves on the back for minding the store. But if Mm. we lose that sense of mission, that sense of driven mission, like I'm not saying we have to go flip tables like Jesus did, but I am saying we have to go walk into places that, uh, that were not considered our home. We have to be in a missionary mindset, even if that missionary mindset is we haven't reached out to this demographic Let's go ahead and create a program or create an avenue to reach this demographic that exists in our own parish boundary. Like, how are we yeah. missionaries in our own parish and our own parish boundary and our own ministry and our own demographic that we serve? I mean, you, you just brought up something that, again, brought up another scripture in my mind that uh, minding the store mentality versus multiplying what we've been given. 
the whole you know parable of the talents. Someone was given five, someone was given three, someone was given one. Everybody doubled them and returned them to the master, except for the guy that was given one. And he said, look, master, I, I have what you gave me, and here it is back. And he's like, what? Like, you knew how, how demanding I was. Why would you think this is okay? That's minding the store. You know, that's right. making sure that what I had is still there. And that's and not it, what God asks us to do. He wants but, us to multiply it. But in our society, that's actually pretty good stewardship. You yeah. know what I mean? In, in in the parish life, like, that's pretty good stewardship. Like, please leave the building as good as you found it. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then we do the same thing. We leave the people that came into the building exactly as we found them as well. Yep. Yep. Instead of multiplying multiplying that reality. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, avoiding the millstone means multiplying what God has given you. Which is which is scary because when I, I think of uh, hide go seek or I think of tag, avoiding just means staying away from something, right? <laughs> but but this type of avoiding actually means bearing fruit. Yes, absolutely. And there's, there's only one way we bear fruit is if we're connected to the vine, which is Christ Himself. Yep. And so avoiding the millstone, some real practical ways to avoid the millstone is first to have a dynamic prayer life. Yep. Amen. And you have to have, I don't want to say a more dynamic prayer life. It's like, what level of dynamic is Chris trying to get us at? But <laughs> you need to have a dynamic prayer life as a ministry leader because ministry leaders, I believe, are targeted by the evil one. Amen. And so we need to be fortified. Yeah, I mean, you, you say that, I mean, you said earlier that the pastor is on the front lines. I mean, we're standing next to him, even if he's you know technically fitted with his millstone before we are. I mean, we're on the front lines with him, right? Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, we absolutely need to be fortified, protected. And, and not just in a defensive stance, but offensive in our prayer. And does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, no, this, this podcast is like a summary of the last five <laughs> podcasts. It's amazing. I'm it's loving it. Fun, it's kind of fun what God's doing here. <laughs> that whole, you know, parable of the talents is one of those things that um, Chris and I talk about often. Because at the end of that parable of the talents, you know, he says, To him who has, more will be given. And to him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Because in the end of that parable, he took you know, the one from that person who did nothing with it and gave it to the one with five who doubled you know, what, what he was given. Right. And so this, this whole thing, this attitude of abundance versus scarcity, I think plays into how we operate and how we avoid the millstone, how we you know, address and focus on this burden of eternal consequences. You know, is God is is ready to bless you abundantly. So with this, I feel like there's a flip side. I don't want someone to walk away from this podcast and just, you know, I'm going to I'm going to work 70 hours a week and I'm going to do this and this and this and this because I want to be bold and I want to be mission focused. And then I think about the uh, the parable of the virgins with Mm -hmm. the oil in their lamp. And there were there were some of the girls were like, hey, we don't have enough oil. Will you share with us? And. They're like, nope, like, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we want to get into the party. And so then they ran off and they came back. And But but, but there's part of me that wonders, like, is there a limit on the boldness? Is, because, um, because there's limited resources, limited time, things like that, to where there does need to be some maintenance in there. Like, I'm telling yeah. you, you, you cannot leave the sacramental prep class that you're leading in order to go chase down the two or three kids that really need someone to go and and chase them down. You might have to empower another volunteer or another ministry leader to do that aspect, but there does have to be some oil in our lamps. And so what is the balance there between um, a missionary boldness 
and also a stability, uh, kind of like Peter is called the rock, right? He wasn't called the, the roamer or whatever. Like, what about that stability in our programming? Um, and, and this is maybe another topic altogether, the, the tension between maintenance and mission. But this calling to be bold is our answer, the solution to avoiding the millstone, yeah. is to be courageous. Um, but this boldness can't be a reckless boldness, even though our God has a reckless love. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think this would be a lot of fun to dive into in a separate podcast. But yeah, what is that balance between doubling, tripling what God has given you? You know, with with our efforts and believing in an abundant God and trusting that He is going to provide whenever you need anything, versus being prepared, you know, for for what has come. And this is you and I have this tension just with this podcast, right? You know, I I, I want to fly by the seat of my pants very often and just do whatever you know comes up and um, and have it much more conversational and just pull out of our our brains. And very often you want to prepare ahead of time and have everything set out as to exactly what we're going to talk about. And maybe it's not quite as disparate, you know, as I just kind of placed it, but I would love for us to have a script that we read. (laughs) No, that's not you. (laughs) Not exactly. But yeah, way Um, more, way more type A than what, what you're at. Yes. But I mean, you've said this multiple times that the Holy Spirit operates in the preparation you know, and so the the Holy Spirit guided those virgins to prepare what they needed to be able to be ready for for the coming of the bridegroom. Amen. The Holy Spirit is also there with the person who is given five talents, you know, who is then given more in abundance, kind of surprisingly or whatever, because God just is abundantly blessing them, you know, and so he's in all of that. And we need to be able to discern when whatever it is is called for does that make sense slightly (laughs) so we need to we need to be able to discern when the holy spirit is calling us to prepare and we need to be able to discern when the holy spirit is calling us to go out in boldness with no plan right yeah and i I think about that i forget exactly just go with you and one other right go go two by two um Take nothing with you except for a cloak or something like that. And, and Jesus is just like, go, depend on depend on me, depend on yeah. others. Whoever's house welcomes you, welcome them in. Yeah, or, you so, know, go, go to that house and stay in that house. And if they so don't we welcome can't, you, we, you know, the, leave. The, bol- the boldness can't be, um, the organizational aspect of ministry can't be so tight that it doesn't leave room for the Holy Spirit. Yep. But my consistent uh, argument is that in the preparation, that's where you make the most room for the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit will guide you in execution as well. But there's a boldness in regards to both. When you're preparing a message, a topic, a program, or a ministry, you need to be bold. You can't just say, what did we do last year? How do we do it to where, I mean, I've literally had people ask me questions like, Chris, what about this for the sacrament of confirmation? What about this for the sacrament of confirmation? I've paused them and said, would it be easier for me just to answer the question, what's the least I can do to get confirmed? Because that uh-huh. would actually get us, that would get us to what you're asking at a lot quicker. Yeah. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. But yeah, probably yes, should answer is. that question. It'd be easier. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, guys, we've really enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys have too. Um, Chris, your energy like stayed up the whole time. I'm really glad. I was I was over the top trying to rah, rah, rah. You, you did great. I'm work. an extrovert and you got me all pepped up. I'm ready. I'm rocking Good. and rolling. Awake for the day. All right, guys. You guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Google Play, 
mlapodcast.com, and you can email us at mla at ablazeyouth.org. Um, share this, uh, write us a review, but share this with another ministry leader. Help us to uh, to get more people involved in this movement. And again, check out our Facebook group, please. I just added two people this week, which is very exciting. Awesome. Um, but some of the some of the banter that happens between you and me shouldn't just happen between you and me. And that Facebook <laughs> right. group is a great way to uh, to join in into the fun. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. But if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders, to pray for your pastors. Amen, and we will see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. God bless.